Welcome to this week's PolySense podcast. I'm your host, Avi. And I'm your host, AJ. And today's topic is the 2020 presidential debate. So, AJ, this was obviously the first debate, as we know. Yep. Uh, what did you think overall? I don't know where to begin. This was completely disastrous. I don't yeah. think it was a debate that anybody expected. Completely chaotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Dana Bash, she had a great way to summarize it. And if you know what she said, you know if you don't, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, but, but I mean, I think everyone knew it was going to turn out like this. Was this really that big of a surprise? I was no, kind of no. anticipating this. I, no, th- this was bad. I mean, everyone expected fireworks. We saw the fireworks, right? I don't even think we saw the fireworks. I think we saw fireworks inside a dumpster with the lid on it. And again, it was, it was, you can't even say it was a pre- presidential debate at all. It would, nor was it even a debate. I don't know. I, I think it, it was no, just one I, big mess. I just, I think I disagree to an extent. Uh, I disagree because of the fact that we knew that this was going to be fireworks. Had there not been fireworks, I think people would have been disappointed. Um, you know, we know that at times debates are about personality and they're about holding your ground and it's about discussing policy, but it's also about uh, a difference between personalities and selling your pitch, uh, seeing how you perform in front of the crowd. And I think that this is what this, it was expected. I think um, it was expected. You know, President Trump is a fire thrower, as they say, and he threw the fire. Joe Biden always said that he wanted to debate Trump and he would hold his ground. I think he's done that as well. So this was exactly what we expected. I'm not, I'm not too surprised about it. Um, but we'll get into that, I guess, for this episode. But before we begin, yeah. I do want to say right off the bat, um, before the uh, you know before the formal debate begun, you notice something different this year, right? Both candidates did not shake hands with yeah, one another. Yeah, that's right. Now yeah. this time it was not by choice. This is because of obviously the COVID nineteen virus that's going on, but uh, it reminds me actually of twenty sixteen debate because I remember there were three debates at that time. I believe there was yeah, and I think it was a second debate where at that time Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump did not shake hands. And that no. was because Hillary Clinton actually refused to shake Trump's hand. Yeah, and it happened in the third debate as well. In the third debate them. as well. And in this case, uh, it happened because uh, I think if there was no COVID-19, I think they would have both shaken hands, but uh, it was different. And, you know, I will say I was surprised that there was no plexiglass or anything between the two of them. Um, unless there was, but we couldn't see it. I don't, I don't think no, there was No, I didn't see a plexiglass myself either. No, I mean, I know they're far away from one another, but, you know, they always talk about, and we're getting a little sidetracked, but they said that the virus, when you project, your droplets tend to go farther when you speak louder. Yeah, I can project uh, over 20 feet. Yeah, so I thought they would have been, yeah, I don't know. I'm, they're professionals. I'm sure the people to debate. Um, overall, like I said, you know, we were talking about, I mean, I think you think that it was not the most professional debate. I don't think anyone was expecting... Uh, a professional debate this was not going to be some academic exercise this was going to be down and dirty yeah i'm about to win i'm better than you here's why here's my policies here's yours and there was no sense of tameness at all it right off the bat first question they got right into it and it was uh it was more of like a boxing match i would say more than more than anything else well the other thing too is i I think i just want to go back to what you said they had everything minus the policy aspect that, that's what I did not like about this debate at all. There was no real substance. It was just bickering back and forth, talking over one another. And then you see Chris Wallace kind of getting involved a little bit. It's just not what you want to see. I, I don't think I don't think Chris Wallace's involvement was... Um, I mean, you know what? We, we can talk about the moderator first. I don't think this was the best moderator debate, to be honest. And <laughs> I think it was the worst. And that's I, what a lot of... like. I mean, I was looking at Twitter. A lot of people were saying it was the worst. I, yeah. I do agree. I Initially, I didn't understand how bad it was. 
until the halfway point, I myself just started losing interest in the debate. Oh, see, no, I was I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Yeah, I, I started tuning out because, and I think it did come down to the fact of how poorly moderated it was. Yeah, I mean, it was surprising because Chris Wallace, he's done this before. He's a seasoned pro. He, I mean, he's done this multiple yeah. times, right? And I don't know and what happened. He just, he didn't, uh, I mean, a moderator is supposed to be a referee. He did not referee in any way at all. No. Um, he, I don't think he, um, I mean, you know what? You can care to disagree. I don't know if he like, favored one candidate over another i think i think he did give president trump a little bit more leeway um but that's also because i think i think vice president joe biden tended to to revert back he was quiet on certain things as well where he could have he could have over over speak uh overspoke or overstepped yeah he chose to to be more tamed about it and i mean that's just that's who he is right he's not a very um you know he's, he's smart with his words he knows how to deliver a message yeah but he's also like when people think of joe biden they think of a statesman right someone who can who can practice diplomacy Someone who is chairman of the foreign, uh, foreign affairs or foreign service committee. Yeah. But you know he held back. But I think with with yeah Chris Wallace, I was kind of surprised. I think I mean mind you, he is from Fox News, but people still tend to once in a while, um, give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. This yeah this was um I did not expect this from Chris Wallace. I can I can say that much. Yeah, definitely. The other thing too, was again going back to the point you uh made just uh now, he. I think the the questions he did ask they were more republican friendly, right? That's so? why yeah, I mean that's why they do have him usually as the moderator for the presidential debate. They'll usually have somebody who is more democratic friendly. They'll try to have somebody that is more to the middle, but sometimes they do lean more democratic. And then they'll have Chris Wallace because again they want to make sure that the three debates are as um nonpartisan as possible. Well, I mean, I think I think with Chris Wallace, he's um, and he's the, he's the he's probably one of the more and and I and I say this with like with a very big asterisk, but he's probably the closest thing to modern on Fox News' network, at least, right? For yeah, modern in terms of what we mean is in terms of not showing his Republican bias as much. Yeah, but again, even with with the questions he asked that um at, at the debate, you can sort of tell that there is again uh they're more Republican friendly questions. Well, I'm sure some of our listeners who watch Fox News are probably going to disagree with you on yeah. that. And well, I mean, their, their comments are always well, welcome, yeah. right? Yeah. And again, the other thing too is it, there's a difference between, again, being Republican friendly versus again, also what would be Trump friendly. We know about his uh, interview that he had at the White House with Trump in July. Yeah. And those, again, were hard pressed questions. And I think that's why even um, with the debate now, that's why he, him and Trump, you also saw them kind of get into a little bit of a dispute. Yeah, well, going back to the dispute, actually. So, you know, you said this was the most policy-rich debate. Um, I don't think this was going to be. I think there's, there's there's three debates, so there's still two more to go. Plus, there's a vice presidential debate. that I think that's that's up first before the, the second presidential debate. Yeah. And, you know, this is about showing, look, this is who I am. This is why I'm better than you. This is why he's better than, you know, that's what the candidates are thinking, right? They're trying to prove why they're better than the other one. So this comes down to... Basically, I think this was both candidates were on the offense. They were trying to paint the picture of where their why their opponent is not fit to be the president of the United States. Um, we saw that. I think Joe Biden, you know what? He had some harsh lines like he had. I know like on social media and, you know, if you look at the news on the on the on repeat on the newsreel. But some things I think that I would think that from a political strategist's point of view. Yeah. His point was to say Every line that one person, either who's a Democrat or an independent or an American, somebody who's someone, frustrated, just somebody who who felt that at one point or another and wanted to make that known, yeah. right? Whether it was asking him to not 
to be quiet, whether it was saying that, you know, the whole Russia comment, I think that was his frustration. So I think his goal was to to, to kind of, it's a, it's a two-way two way tactic. One was to get the frustration out, because I think people probably sat there going, oh, finally someone said it. Yeah. Right? This is for people who, who, are, who are opposed to, to President yeah, Trump. Yeah, who are frustrated, policies. yeah. And then the second thing was, I think it's it's a form of him letting them know, like, hey, I understand you. I know what your frustration is, and therefore I'm communicating it on your behalf. So it's, yeah. it's a two type of, if you understand what I mean. It's, it's twofold, yeah. It's a twofold strategy. Yeah, well, in, in regards to that, I think he did do a good job. I think, obviously, I think the best part that he said was, will, will you just shut up, man? I think in terms of frustration, again, there was Oh, that... he was definitely frustrated on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was because of after, I think, the repeated... Cut out, like well yeah by yeah. that point in the debate that was almost i think halfway through the debate but let me ask you something point, yeah okay so do you think that he said that because he was genuinely like was he actually like he's he had it at that point or was that a strategy he did that because there's probably people who who felt that frustrated i think in in his debate prep i i believe that whoever's advising him whoever's part of his debate prep team, that was a that was a practice that was, line? that was a practice line i think that was one of those lines that they said you know what it won't do too much damage to you personally and you should drop it somewhere and, and this is something that you could do right. and i think that well, the delivery of it was, was clutch, yeah and right? i think that what what he's doing in the in this first debate that he won't do in the second and third debate is if he's gonna kind of attack him and kind of get down and dirty a little bit as well i think this was the debate for him to do that oh yeah get it all out of the way now because again uh, he he said there's other things throughout the debate he sorry was you a, mean biden or trump? biden biden yeah he was very aggressive towards trump as well and again you know as you said with trump he's on the offensive always right yeah and that's how he weakens his opponents that's how he controls the debate and that's how he wins the debate right right with biden he wasn't able he didn't have to be and he i think he played the right strategy not being demissive in this debate yep. because a lot of people were going to say well a- anticipating this debate will he be able to handle trump uh, and i think he did that and i think and I'll, i will say this when biden used to say that he couldn't wait to handle trump when he said he can hold his own you could see his eagerness uh, you could see that well, you could see he was right right like yeah he, he did hold his own. i don't think i think trump and you know what as much as like look part of trump's campaign strategy is to think that you know is to let his supporters know that no one can bring him down he's above the fold all that right but in this case like he you remember when the primaries were happening yeah he did not want joe biden to be the nominee this is exactly why because he knew that in a debate joe biden can hold his own number two in the polls joe biden can hold his own yeah number three when it comes to blue collared working class voters as well who tend to be who people thought states that, people thought were yeah. trump's right trump supporters whether it's the the rust belt or the blue wall that trump chipped into right certain states like wisconsin michigan pennsylvania um ohio Ohio, yeah. right? People thinking those those kind of states. He he was he was a threat to Trump's support in that. So he did not want to, you know, that he wanted. He Donald Trump wishes that he was running as Bernie Sanders because his whole debate, his whole campaign would have been socialist, socialist, socialist. That's what he is. That's exactly what Brandon. That would have been the easy. Yeah. That would have been walking the Pretty park. Pretty much for him. anybody besides Biden. Anyone besides Biden. I mean, no, I no, not anyone besides. Okay, anyone besides Biden, because I think Trump's campaign thought that Biden was the strongest candidate. Obviously, people in the Democratic Party disagree with that. Yeah, but pe- but again, but Trump's you gotta campaign, remember, even the even though Biden has a lead over Trump, you still know in those battleground states it is close, right? So had it been anybody cool. yeah. else, Trump could easily close that gap, he right? Could close Especially that gap. with the margin of error yeah. and poll and yeah. polling, right? Um. But yeah, with that being said, I think in, in this debate, I think that one Biden held his own. But the other thing too, I think that Trump really adapted well to seeing somebody play this strategy. You've never seen somebody play this strategy before, whether it's been the primaries and definitely well, not because from any Hillary well Clinton. because no, and all, no, I think I disagree with in terms of anyone playing the strategy. Yeah, 
people have tried to do the same strategy, but it's never worked. Marco Rubio tried it in the in the primaries. And that wasn't his personality. Right? No, but no, but that's what I'm saying. Marco Rubio tried the strategy, didn't work, right? Chris Christie, when he was running for the Republicans, he tried it, it didn't work. Jeb Bush, Jeb Bush wasn't he didn't push as same hard. Same thing. That's not he tried, who he no, is. No, I know, right? but but with Biden, if you think about it, Biden Biden does not come across as a bully number one. But Biden comes off as someone who can hold his own when he needs to, right? He and he also said that that's his roots, right? Yeah. He stands up to Scrappy bullies. Scrappy Joe. Scrappy Joe. Yeah. There you go, right? Middle class Joe. The Scrappy kid Joe. From Scranton. Yeah. The kid from Scranton. So this is this is why Biden acting this way was not out of character. He he stood up for himself. Now I'll give. Okay, so I'll I'll say this, right? There are certain like had this been a debate with President Obama and Donald Trump, I think President Obama would have also held his own. Had this been Kamala Harris versus Donald Trump, he would have held his own. I think had, that, had this yeah. had this been Elizabeth Warren, we saw what happened with Elizabeth Warren in the primaries, right? When she had to be tough, she was tough. Yeah. But in this case, I think Trump, I think Trump came back a little surprised, and it got under his skin knowing that his competitor was able to take his hits, but then deliver them right back. Yeah, I don't see. I don't fully think so because when when they were debating throughout the night, again, if you mention Barack Obama, you talk about even again Hillary Clinton actually debated him. That's somebody one on one from an opposition party. Even with her, she wasn't offensive. Again, that's not her character either. That's not how she's she more policy. debates, right? It's yeah. more policy-driven. And I think with Joe, I think he truly met somebody that would kind of be his match. Because even if you look at Biden... So, sorry, he, with, with Joe Biden, yeah. Trump met someone who would be his match. Yeah, okay. because again, with Joe Biden, if you look at the... I believe it was the first debate with... Uh, I'm forgetting uh, Mitt Romney's running mate... Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan, yeah, sorry. Malarkey. With Paul Ryan. That's a bunch At of malarkey, time, yeah. right? Throughout the night, you saw him. He was dominating the questions. He was talking almost down to him. He was he was aggressive, right? Yeah. He was attacking him. He was on the offensive all night. Yeah. Again, but, he, but he did it in policy. He did. The thing with Joe Biden, what he does really well, yeah. is he's able to take the policy, but somehow let it resonate with voters, right? Like yeah. He will attack. He will criticize the policy. But he'll make it relate to people who are paying their taxes, people yeah. who are working, right? See, I think what he did is, I think he kind of was two different people at the same time. During this debate? During the debate. Because on one hand, you have him, he was talking to Donald Trump, he was attacking him. Yeah. Again, he called him uh, Putin's puppy. He told him, you know, just shut up, man. They, like, again, he got down and dirty, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the one thing he did that Trump did not do in the debate at all, and I think this is something that is very effective, is he looked directly to the voters. He looked at the camera. That, and he so, talked. Trump did not do that once at no, all during and the debate. That, and if you notice that, Trump did not actually do that at all. Trump looked entirely um, at Joe Biden and the at entire Chris time. Wallace. Yeah. And also, yeah, Joe Biden, he had that one thing where he would just look straight to the camera and say, look, it's not about me and him. It's about you, right? It's not yeah. about us. It's about the country. Yeah. It's not about this debate. It's about, I don't know, I'm paraphrasing, right? But yeah. we understand the narrative, right? And the thing is, I think that was an effective strategy. Now, I will say this. As someone who's worked on multiple campaigns, both yeah. you and myself, right? Yeah. We've worked years in politics. Yeah. I don't think that was a strategy. That's Joe Biden. He He's known, like, he's known, in, if he's in a room, yeah. he is the type of person who will look you in the eye and talk to you. And that's just who he is. His One of Joe Biden's greatest assets is his empathy because it's right. genuine, right? Yeah. He's had a lot of pain and a lot of hurt in his life. Right. His empathy is genuine. Donald Trump is an effective debater, but for a different type of crowd. His he like you okay, Donald Trump has Barack Obama was one of the most charismatic leaders in the world. Yeah. Donald Trump is also charismatic, but he's charismatic to different people. Yeah. Well and, as and, with again, when we talk about Barack Obama. Yeah. 
charismatic to a certain group of people. Trump, charismatic to, to another group. group of people. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's just any leader, any political leader. Especially, again, once we get elected, you can tell. But any political leader yeah. has a sense of who, are, who is charismatic. It's charismatic to the people who support them, right? Yeah. What had happened is, in this case, Joe Biden looking at the camera, I think, was effective. I think the other thing is, I think what Trump tried to do was, or he was advised, to try to get Joe Biden off his game. They probably, you know, Joe Biden is known at times, you know, to misspeak or to think that, you know, he, he can't deliver the message or, oh, yeah. he's, he, he, you know, he, I mean, he had a stutter growing up. Yeah. So he, you know, he repeats certain words. He mumbles, right? right? Yeah. And, he, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I think what Trump thought was if he can just push, push, push a little bit, he Biden, would, Biden would just get flustered and yeah. he would therefore self, self-sabotage. Yeah. That did not even happen once. Yeah. That did not, not happen once. And no. I'll tell you this much. As someone who, like, we, like, we live in a different country, right? Yeah. But even I felt like, oh, Joe Biden is like, I feel like he's talking to me. Like, that's that's how it came across, right? And yeah. we talk, I talked to my friends in other countries and they said the same thing. Like, oh, wow. Like, his empathy, his way of just com- connecting with a crowd through a camera, I think is, um, I don't think that's something any politician can learn. That, you, you got it or you don't. Right. The ability to, to connect. Yeah. And there's two points there. One is, I do disagree. I think that... Joe but I feel like he, he said was... in a very nice way. I thought you were about to agree with me, but <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> he was very well prepared, I think, for this debate. For sure. I think again with his team, they really looked at what is something that can give him the advantage going into the second and third debate. Mm-hmm. I think one of them, again, he can kind of get down and dirty, call him the names here and there, have like those one liners. And you remember those those one liners are also just reasons to, for people to want to tweet and yeah. sell merchandise and And again, he can say that they didn't seem the, like the worst thing at all either. But we'll see how people react to it over the coming days, right? If yeah. they think that uh, that was unclassy or unprofessional I'll, or I'll not like this. Joe I'll Biden, yeah. right? But the other point that I wanted to get across as well is that I think that he was so well prepared in this debate. They knew that, again, Trump, that's not his style. He wouldn't talk directly to the camera like that. I think they knew that they could tap into Joe Biden and have that advantage. Because one of the very first questions of the night when they talked about the coronavirus, he said, look at all of you at home tonight. There might be somebody that's not sitting across yeah, the dinner table. missing table. table. Right? Yeah. Or missing chair, sorry. A missing chair, right? And that was at the beginning of the night. So I think that by design, I think that he did do that. And he did that very well. And he did that at the at the most appropriate times. He didn't overdo it or not I, I, utilize I did, that strategy so I, enough. I disagree with you. Yeah. And not because you disagree with me. <laughs> um, I don't think that was by design. I think that is how he thought genuinely feels and what he's saying is not wrong right yeah people who who lost with the COVID-19 they do have a missing like they were affected by this yeah they have missing missing family members so I think that was just he addressed the elephant in the room which is hey listen and no pun intended because the Republican Party's logo yeah. is an elephant but yeah. he addressed it which is look this is what happened yep and this is the reality of it yeah and if I'm president it'll be different right right um, but you know what I think look we still have two debates to go um, I think what we didn't talk about were were the main blunder. So here's what I here's what I picked up. The one thing that Donald Trump did was he should not have cut off Joe Biden because I think that came across. I think that hurt his poll numbers or right. or the crowd whoever was watching it. Yeah. Um, I think it hurt him. Number two, I don't think I think the biggest biggest fumble of the entire debate from any one of those candidates was when um was when Donald Trump had spoke about Joe Biden's son. And here's why. I don't think people appreciate anyone speaking about anyone's family in debates. Like we yeah. live, we like we live in uh, in a world where we now judge people for who's who's running on the ballot, not who their family is, right? And and I think that so Joe Biden, an effective way of addressing that, saying that his son had challenges, right? His son had issues with you know with drugs, and I think that resonated to a lot of people who are dealing with the issue of opioids, right? 
places like New Hampshire, other places of New England, right? And I mean, the opioid crisis is all over. Yeah, I think that was definitely a very personable moment. Yeah. I think when, again, when you And he's speaking from the heart, I think. Yeah, I think that's when, again, there's always certain times where you see with certain presidents or even a moment in time where you say, wow, like the president is really speaking to me. Like This is something that we share. Or that they're human. Yeah, or that, again, they're human as well, right? Right. I think that was one of those times where it's like, wow, there's that reminder that he himself is a human. Yeah, and I think um, I think that if I mean the debate just happened, so I don't know what the what the what the numbers or the tracking is of that, but I think that that did not that did more harm to the campaign for to the to the Republican campaign. Yeah. Than than good. I I'm not Be- entirely sure. I think that it just helped Biden. I don't know if that necessarily hurt Trump because again, you're, you 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 become immune to this, right? It's his style. It's his strategy. And again, but, I think that I was think, part. I of- think a lot of people's. Like, I think a lot of people had a different gut feeling when 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 families got involved. I don't think people like to hear about families getting involved, to be honest. I well, don't. the thing is, at the same time, when you look at even with opponents like Ted Cruz, right? He attacked his wife. He attacked Ted Cruz's father as well. Yeah. I Again, ultimately, he, uh, Trump did go on to win the nomination, right? Right. F- uh, four years later, you're still seeing that those things don't really come up. You've seen um, Trump attack Jeb Bush's family with his father, with, yeah. uh, again, his, his brother as well. So I think it's part of his strategy. But I think also, again, it's part of his strategy because usually it will throw somebody but off. You know what? Right? He knows how to I hit those nerves. But I don't, I don't those think courts. Donald Trump's... It's, it is probably start of it. Yeah, maybe you might be right. It's yeah. part of his strategy. I don't think he won because he went after people's families. Like I think no, no, whether no, he, yeah. went, he did that or not, he would have won. Yeah, and so same thing with this debate. I think it was just I don't I don't think I don't think it was necessary on his end. I think he could have if he wanted to win this debate. Yeah, he could have won it without that. And I think that's why if you notice he backtracked really quickly, right? Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, definitely I do agree. I think it was distasteful that. Yeah, and be- I, and especially because Joe Biden was talking about his eldest son. He was talking about Bo, yeah, who had passed away, and all of, and who was in the military. Yeah, who was the attorney general who had right who did a lot of work. And uh, Bo Biden, like Bo Biden, is an American hero, regardless of which way you vote, who yeah, you are. He's yeah. a hero, right? He's a veteran, and you got to respect the veterans, and you got to salute them. And so, you know, he was a hero. And I think for that to all of a sudden turn around, and for him to take that and to spin it about Hunter, that was a huge miscalculation. I will, I would guarantee you that there are Republicans who looked back, being no, that that wasn't it. And the third biggest, the biggest fumble, that whole concept of the Proud Boys. Oh, stand by, stand back. That yeah. was completely one of. I don't know if that was a strategy. I don't know if that was a, yeah, a slip of the tongue. That was, I think, one of the worst things to ever ever said in it. That's a that's a horrible thing to say generally. Yeah. But to say in a debate when you're trying to win moderate voters, yeah. suburban voters, yeah, that in no way. I don't think that made him any friends. Let's put it that way. I don't think that swung people towards him no. in any way at all. And I'm I'm glad you brought that up because. That is the whole reason. That is the whole campaign behind Joe Biden, the soul of the nation. His, Our country is divided. Joe Biden's introduction, why he ran for president? In Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Yeah. And Joe Biden says to this day, had he not been for Charlottesville, he probably would not. He ever, would not have run yeah, for president. Yeah. And so then to have the perfect opportunity, all he had to say was, I denounce that. Right. I do not condone that. I condemn them. And still, it was a little bit of, oh, you know, it's a little wink, wink, nudge. Oh, and no, this was more than wink, wink, nudge, nudge. This was standby. He stand gave by, them, oh, yeah, he gave them the like, okay to be prepared yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that is not and, a denunciation at all. No, and I think that, uh, like I said, I think that actually, if you're a moderate Republican running in a, in a swing district, first of all, if you're any Republican, I'm sure they're just appalled by that. But if you're running for an election in a close seat, they're probably thinking, right, rightly so, 
that that just did them damage like that and the, this is such easy stuff like this is not hard right to say and they gave him because they gave him the opportunity right they gave him the opportunity and, and that and i'll tell you this had he just said what the right thing was which is i do not condone it right yeah which is when he said i condemn that i am not in favor of that that yeah. needs to stop that is not a reflection of my campaign had he just said go ahead and said that I think people would have, it would have shocked people, and and then the whole narrative about the Charlottesville, he would have tried. It wouldn't have worked, but he would have tried to put some kind of spin on it, right? This again, this is from a strategy. They're talking about from strategy, right? Yeah. This campaign would have tried to turn it around. Yeah, I think that that was the biggest blunder of the night. I think that is something in throughout the campaign. I think that that's going to linger on. Yep. I think that will be one of a few things that might linger on, but definitely, I think from from everything in during the debate last night yeah i think that is the most memorable thing i think that will definitely stay in people's minds and again you gotta remember voters do have a long memory and, and so. it fits the same the same story that look charlottesville this was the viewpoint and four years later it's the same viewpoint yeah right so that's so just you know quickly before we go winners and losers uh you want me to go first yeah go ahead but i think body won this one i don't think anybody won Oh. It was just so poorly conducted. I think. Okay, okay, but take okay, take a stand. Just if you had to pick one, slightly, even if it's slightly one or slightly. I one. think if it helped anybody at all, it helped Biden by like one percent. Gotcha. Um, I, so, I I think I think you got more again with more. that. Like I think it's pretty evident yeah. who the loser is. I think the biggest loser was Chris Wallace. Yeah. More than Trump. Yeah. Just because I think when you look at this debate, what will people remember? It's, it's the moderator. It's poorly moderated. Again, there's times where Chris Wallace kind of had a little bit of a dispute with Trump. Trump was attacking him too. And I think that that's where Chris Wallace, he needs to manage that better. Yep. And I'm not saying that it's a point where where Chris Wallace can prepare for this fully, but yep. he did interview him in July. So you get a little bit of a feel, um, you know, with the person, you kind of build that chemistry. Yep. He did not do that. And for that, I think... Chris Wallace was the biggest loser. Yeah. I think second behind him was Trump. And that's why I think in this debate, we won't remember as much of what Joe Biden did, but we'll remember more so how poorly the debate was run. I think that's why it hurts Biden and he's not that big of a winner. Yeah. Um, muting mics. Yes or no? Next debate. 100%. Yeah. Listen, Trump knows if this is a strategy and it diminishes Joe Biden's message from getting out there. He's gonna do it for the next two debates. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still mixed on that. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I understand why people might want to have the the mics debate. Yeah. I mean, the mics muted, but at the same time, I mean, people might say, "Hey, it's a debate. The candidate should have the right to speak." But um, uninterrupted, though. Yeah. No, How many right. times did Chris you know Wallace yeah, say you know that? Because right? again, it's a, it is a debate to an extent. It is a performance, but it should be about the policy. It should be about what are you gonna do about the American people? What are you gonna do to help their lives to make them better? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see. I don't. I don't know if, if the the commission will make the amendment to to meet a debate or not the mic but we'll see anyways to our listeners thank you for listening to polysense uh you we always welcome your comments your tweets your follows your emails feel free to give us advice on how we're doing feel free to give us advice on anything you'd like to discuss feel free to ask us if you'd like us to clarify anything and as always you know we love you tuning in we do this for you we do this to take complex policy matters complex things that are going on in politics and to simplify it for you so you're always welcome. Check out our podcast. Follow us on social media. Send us an email. Tell your friends. Subscribe. Signing off. I'm Avi. And I'm AJ. We'll see you guys next time.